Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In all circumstances, give thanks. That was from our second reading, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16. We heard it today. If you are participating in BYOB, the Bishop's Year of the Bible, you will hear it again. You'll read it on Tuesday, July 20th. That's the week when we're tackling 1 Thessalonians. Okay? It's a verse popular with a lot of people. Somebody even put it on a plaque, and somebody else gave it to me. Okay? So I keep that uh, in, my, uh, in my dining room area. I think it's worth taking a closer look. Rejoice always. How is that possible? We may have happy moments, but there are ups and downs. To say we rejoice always seems like we're pretending that all is well with the world when clearly it is not. St. Paul does not ask us to wear blinders or ignore life's trials. Instead, he expects us to keep our eyes wide open and rejoice anyway. Paul is not writing about joy in an emotional sense, but one coming from a deeper place, a joy that wells up from the bottom of our soul. It's the joy that he's able to have, even as he faces all of his trials and being in and out of jail and shipwrecks and the rest, because God has sent his only son, Jesus, into the world. That's what our gospel is about, as we hear about John the Baptist. He says, I'm not the light, I'm not the Christ. Now he says, so the Christ means the Messiah. Uh, but I'm pointing to the one who is, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to unfasten. So John is pointing the way to Jesus, our reason to rejoice. And our first reading, too, from Isaiah, we heard, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring glad tidings to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted. This is a prophecy that when Jesus begins his public ministry, right after he's baptized by John the Baptist in the desert, he goes to his hometown in Nazareth, he reads in his synagogue, he reads these words, and then at the end he says, Today this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. Jesus is the one who the Spirit of the Lord is upon, who has been anointed by God, who brings glad tidings, who heals the brokenhearted. Today we celebrate Gaudete Sunday. We've got the for three purple candles. This is the pink candles day. As a sign of Gaudete, it means rejoice. So rejoice always. Now the next two, pray without ceasing in all circumstances, give thanks. I'm going to try to tie those two together because I think they're very much related. I have heard from a number of people that they are having a really hard time feeling grateful right now. So many ways that we have been disappointed this year. Um, and even as we face Christmas, Christmas is going to look, I'm guessing, very different for us than how it normally does. We may have be having moments or days when we just feel yucky. 
I had somebody tell me what they do in that situation. They say they take a deep, deep breath. They say a prayer. And then whatever they're feeling, good, bad, or ugly, they take it to God. And to me, that's kind of how the Psalms are. That the Psalms, the beauty of the Psalms is, when you read the Psalms, they, they convey a whole range of human emotions. Thanksgiving, joy, praise, but also laments and feeling rotten. And whatever they're feeling, they bring it to God. God invites us to do the same. It may not change the situation, but it can really change our outlook. I was reading uh, the December issue of Faith Magazine, and every month there's uh, In the Know with Father Joe. And this time what he's asked is, Dear Father Joe, it feels like the world is falling apart. I have so much anxiety right now. I simply don't know what to do. Please help. And you know, often with Father Joe's column, there's like a cartoon or something like that. This one, there's just a whole bunch of squiggly lines that look really anxious. I'm not going to read the column to you. You can read that. But there's one piece that they put it in the bold, large print, and that must mean it's important. And that's what caught my eye. He writes, By being grateful... We are allowing God to open our eyes to the innumerable blessings that we ignore or most likely take for granted. And so he's talking about being thankful. To be thankful is to be grateful. And when we, when we make that effort to be thankful, uh, even when we may not feel like it, it can allow God to open our eyes to help us see things that we may have missed. Pray without ceasing in all circumstances. Give thanks. I think your presence here this morning is a beautiful sign of your desire for that. Because when we gather for Mass, the Mass, the word Mass, the Eucharist, it's from the Greek word Eucharistia. It means to give thanks. That's what we do when we gather together. And as you listen to the Eucharistic prayer, you'll see that there's always reason to give thanks. And so this is a, a very important piece that we do. And I, I think in, in, a, in a situation like this, coming to Mass becomes even more important than ever. To give thanks, to pray. It helps us to keep things in perspective every day, especially on a lousy day. I, uh, when I was on sabbatical uh, in Rome, there was I just happened to reread uh, some notes on that. And there, one of the professors had, I, I thought, a very good uh, mantra that he says every day. And, it's, and I, I like to recall it every once in a while. I'll share it with you. I've shared it before. Just every day to say, God loves me. God forgives me. God is with me. And a good scripture passage to hang on to. 1 Thessalonians 5.16 Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in all circumstances give thanks.